Welcome to season two of Vitamins for Breakfast, your one-stop shop for all the vitamins you will ever need to help amplify your life. Last season, we featured amazing guests who boldly shared their life experience to you, the listener, in hopes to make you feel more connected through conversation. Fear not, this season we are coming at you again. More amazing people are here to share their life experiences, all the things that they have gone through and everything that's made them a better person in efforts to help you feel less alone in the everyday chaos. I have made it my mission to provide content that allows people to feel like they're not alone because trust me, you're not. We're all going through the motions and we're all trying to figure it out. So stay tuned for this episode. You're going to get a lot of vitamins for breakfast. Hello and welcome to Vitamins for Breakfast. Today, I'm featuring a woman that is walking proof that it's never too late to make positive changes in your life. This woman radiates an energy that is contagious and warm. As time has went on, she has transformed all aspects of her life that no longer benefit her, such as social perspectives to the food she consumes. Combined with her sense of humor and genuine desire to help others, Caroline is destined to impact and change lives. Thank you so much for being here today. How are you? Thank you so much. I'm good and I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for saying those beautiful things about me. Thank you. It's nothing. You guys make it so easy. All my guests make it so easy to write these things. Oh my God. I wouldn't, I would be stuck for days if I was like rewriting, erasing, rewriting. Yeah, it's like, so wait. easy. I can do this in like a, in like a, 10 minutes. I can, I can write wow, it. Wow. You're an amazing writer. I love the way you Thank you. Thank no, you. but you guys really honestly make it so easy for me because you guys honestly do everything to make it so easy and like to be honest I don't really know you that well so I want to start off by saying that I've, I met Caroline through Denise who's also featured on this season and it was like her high school best friend and I'm just like oh my god I was friends with you in middle school who's your new friend and it's just like, <laughs> she would always tell me about you and Nakia I, like, I yeah. need to meet them <laughs> yes and she was like oh my god she's like my soulmate friend and I'm like what who's this person and it's just like Ever since then, I met you. I'm like, yo, she's such a genuine, dope person. I can see why Denise would be friends with her. Thank you so much. And so, yeah. So (laughs) let's unpack a little bit of the intro. Like I said, she's made positive changes. And when I say that, I say I say positive changes because a lot of times in life, growing up, we we kind of make decisions and we feel like we're kind of stuck in those decisions. Definitely. And then we have to realize as we grow up. I mean, at least if you're maturing as a person that some of these decisions that you've been deciding to lead your life with don't necessarily benefit you. Exactly. So um, for the listeners who don't know you at all, like I'm saying, I'm I'm getting to know you also a little bit. Tell me a little bit about Caroline when she was like younger, like a a child. Okay, so as a child, I honestly was always in trouble because (laughs) I talked too much. Oh my gosh. I would say my family's business. I would talk in school. (laughs) Like I was in trouble everywhere, home, school. And I was like, yo, where am I going to? If I I can't be home because I'm a trainer, I was so confused until I realized my mom would sit me down and tell me. She would test me first. She would like lie to me about certain things to try to get the truth out of me. And then I'll lie out of fear. Uh And I realized that I didn't want to have that relationship. I didn't want people to feel like they needed to trick me or I needed to lie to them. 
So that helped me overcome that whole talking too much situation. Oh, I was like, you know what? Let me step back. Yeah. And let me know my place in certain things because I was I was nosy. Oh my god, I, I can really so nosy. connect with that. Yeah. You were very bold for even admitting that because I'm like, yo, that was a chapter of my life. But I try yeah. to act like it ain't happening. I try to talk, talk, talk. When I think about the little me, I can. That's all I think about for some reason is how nosy I was. But it was bittersweet because my yeah. nosiness also got me to be very knowledgeable on things that yeah, people tried to hide from me. But I needed to know. Yeah. You know, I needed to know. You were curious. You exactly. were like curious, George. You always wanted to find out everything. Definitely. Oh, shoot. So then transitioning into, like, let's say, high school, mm-hmm. how was that experience for you kind of being such a talkative? And clearly, you were just maybe, like, a sociable person. Mm-hmm. Like, how did, how so did that So, I continued out? to be talkative. <laughs> Never stop. Uh-huh. But in high school, I just didn't have a place in the high school I went to. I went to Flushing High School. Okay. And I, I have great relationships with people, with my teachers. But I just... I was so curious about the world that I wanted to be ahead of myself and I was not in school as much as I should have been. I, I was doing things that I wasn't supposed to be doing mm-hmm. and I felt good about it at the moment until it caught up to me and I got a call one day from somebody in the school saying that I needed to go with my family or I couldn't go back. <gasps> so we all went and they told me I was out for 80 days. I didn't even realize it and they told me... Oh my me God, I, wait, you were out 80 days consecutively? 80 days. Oh, well, not consecutively, yeah, yeah. like they were sporadically. Oh my God. It was insane. I couldn't even believe it. I was like, you like they're talking about me. <laughs> Confused. And they were like, where were you? And I'm like, mad places. <laughs> like, I couldn't even say. I've been everywhere. I've been everywhere. Oh, my God. I've been everywhere. And it was because I felt so confined by my grandmother's fear of the world, you know, not Ooh, letting me do things. I that I was you. like, you know what, let me do it while I'm yeah. away from her. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So that when she expects me home, I'm home. And then I did what I wanted to do. I got you. And I realized that's probably what a lot of kids do. Mm-hmm. And it's this story gets told over and over again. When you have parents, you have whoever's raising you being yeah. overprotective, the person is usually going to do the most when they get access to be so free. Exactly. Oh my God. Did I that did happen the to you? Most. You did the most. Clearly, <laughs> you did the most in 80 days, girl. You exactly. were not in school. Yeah. So, so they gave me the option of, well, they told me you're looking at graduating in 2014, and mm-hmm. my expected graduation was 2012. Oh God. So I was like, no, there's something I. I have to do yeah. I can't graduate that late and yeah. they offered me to go to a second chance high school where right. you can like amount your credits up and stuff like that so I went to Voyages uh-huh. which completely changed my life it right. was a school where it was on one floor there was only like 200 students but the connections that I made with staff with the students that were in there yeah. It was life-changing. And, you know, when we talk about that school, you know, that school was stigmatized as being mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, you're a failure or like, oh, yeah. my gosh, like that's like the last resort just to get you to, mm-hmm. to, to finish. So how did that feel, like knowing there was such a stigma on this, but you also knowing that you don't you don't want to head down a road where you don't at least even graduate? I think that that stigma influenced me to become more in the school, more involved. I, um, I started participating in things that I would have never had time or made time for yeah, yeah. Um, in my life. Like any event that the school had or any gathering I was a part of. Yeah. And it's because I wanted to prove to people that we were more than just a society of pregnant girls yes. and drug dealers. Yeah. And, you know, because that people like would connect us to the movie Freedom Riders. Oh, shit. Yeah, really? they would say like that's the Freedom Riders school something like that i even got called um a special ed student on the block once oh my God. because that's what they thought the school was just people who were fuck-ups yes no you're good you're oh. good no, it's just like, did i 
No, you're good. Girl, you're good. You can <laughs> curse. You curse. <laughs> it is rated. It is rated okay. mature. You know, because okay. we talk yeah. about crazy shit. Definitely. No, absolutely. So I just crazy. did what I had to do. I was even prom queen. It was the first prom Ooh! queen in the school. Yes. <laughs> Oh, yes. oh my gosh, so you really obviously you went in there and you thrived. You exactly. turned you turned the circumstance into fuel and whatever people thought about it, you were like, nah, this is this is what I'm gonna make out of it. Not what people are gonna make this out of it. Exactly. That's so dope. And for the first time in my life, I loved going to school. I loved oh learning. God. I loved having my family come for parent teacher night, which is something I never knew to to feel because yeah. I was always running from it. Like, oh no, we don't have it this year. Oh no, my teachers are not gonna be there making some whack lives. <laughs> I don't even know how they believe that for the time. My mom was so busy most of the time, so she would come when she could. Yeah, yeah. I would just try to avoid it as much as I could. That is so crazy because that made me think and realize that sometimes it's not necessarily that kids don't like school. It's just the certain setups of school don't work for everybody. Exactly. You can't have one universal thing for everyone. It doesn't work that way. So that experience really made you like school. It wasn't that you didn't like school. Maybe you just Mm -hmm. didn't like the circumstances that you were in for school. And I think that I avoided just I had the Disney Channel experience. Oh my god, I always wanted that. You guys had lockers? Yes, that's what I was saying. I was going to say, I had my own locker. I had, it was just different. It was so different. So that Mm -hmm. motivated me to become a a different person. And I always imagined myself coming back to talk to students. So that was also something that gave me a lot of drive to become somebody. Because I'm like, I have people to inspire. And be an example for. Yeah. Oh my gosh, man. That's that's such a a heart. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's such an awesome story how you kind of switched the situation into something positive Mm -hmm. so i mean pretty much you you came out of there and you changed your life in reference to education and your values like since then i feel like you just started like um, a a domino effect on your life ever since then you just started to like pay attention to more things see what you care about and, and and apply yourself to things you are someone that like even became a mom at a young age i did she is a mom to a beautiful pit bull named pink <laughs> at 15 like my baby you have like such a big responsibility to something like what you know people have an issue make, becoming responsible to to even waking up and brushing their teeth exactly. like like how are you how, how did that happen like the sense of discipline to be even like a young mom to a dog i know so first of all i completely hid it from my family yeah. i hid her for two weeks in a bag and i would like put her by a pillow and i was staying up late trying to see if i was not suffocating her but still hiding her well yeah because you know the stigma behind pit bulls. Nobody uh, wants absolutely. an aggressive baby face yeah. eating. I, I, uh-huh. I, it was just, yeah. I heard it all. Yeah. And I just decided, I was like, yo, I'm 15. I always wanted a pit bull, but not in a way that's just like, oh, I want to pay. I want to pay. Like, I really wanted a dog. Yeah. I would have at that point taken any dog. I just yeah. wanted a dog. Yeah. So pink became my all. I literally would not go anywhere where she wasn't allowed. Yeah. I would eat things that would like take out so I could be outside with her. My yeah. life became that that yeah. dog mom. That I'm taking my dog everywhere. Everybody who knew me knew my dog yes. because I was everywhere with her, and it's been beautiful. I had her since she was six weeks old. Oh she's nine God. years old. Now. Oh my gosh, she's a woman. She Ooh, is she's my grown. Only. Yes. Oh my God. Have you been noticing like a change in her now? She's yes, like, actually, and it's so devastating for me because she has really bad separation anxiety. Yeah. Um, and anxiety overall, she gets amped up about any little thing. Me walking out of the room. Yeah. And I think it's building up aggression in her. Aggression oh. with other dogs. Yeah. It's getting me a little scared, but I talked to the vet about it. Yeah. We're trying CBD products with her 
experience. Oh, that's with good. Yeah, dogs. I heard I heard yeah. really good stuff for like the humans and the dogs for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, I've I've had people recommend for anxiety for you to take CBD as a, as a human. So exactly. I'm assuming it can work for yeah. a dog. So I tried it twice already the past two days, yeah. and it's been okay. She's been chilling. She does bark as like I'm, she didn't bark as much as she does now yeah, at yeah, home. Yeah. So I'm gonna see if it calms it down a little. But yeah. we're we're trying to get to the bottom. You're of working with it. Like that, yeah. And you know that's something that always blows my mind where people don't feel like dogs are really a part of your family. Yeah. They just feel like a dog is just there. Exactly. Or they're to protect. It's like no, like I take this it like this is a family member. member. This yeah. is a, this is my sibling. This is my child. You know, mm-hmm. depending on what age you had it. And I'm just like I don't understand or I can't really connect with people who don't see things like exactly. that. Exactly. So it's like for you to be so young and already have that perspective that it's like this is my child. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I always tell people I'm like um, no, she's my daughter. Oh my god, you're like don't get it mm-hmm. twisted. Um, I kind of want to like I, I want to get into it a little bit of what do you feel like in your life really like besides like clearly the school and all that stuff mm-hmm. like what really evoked you to want to. To, to make these positive changes like what really what 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 started that in you i know school of course mm-hmm. but like what really like made you want to make these changes so i've lived in two neighborhoods my entire life uh-huh. i grew up in corona queens okay yes but then i also grew up in east new york brooklyn because we moved there when i was nine okay and so to me i call myself mixed in that way like uh-huh. when you ask me if where i'm from in new york i'm yeah. mixed because i'm from both places yeah and I've always felt like both places were lacking a lot of things and it was always positive things. We're lacking, you know, the resources that can help us become better okay. as brown people, yes. as people as a whole. You yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. They're low income based communities and our resources to be honest, our shit. Yes. You know what I'm saying? We yes. know the businesses that our friends' parents own. Yeah. And other than that, it's big corporations exactly. just taking over boulevards and stuff like that. Absolutely. So I think that the change came from me graduating high school and not having a job right away. And I was just really beating myself up. Like, yo, yeah. what's my purpose in the world? Like, am I really going to work at the cell phone store that I was working at in the yeah, moment yeah, yeah. for the rest of my life? Or am I going to step up and do something? Because I'm going to be honest with you, yeah. college for me wasn't my way. I, I didn't want to go to college right away. Yeah. I wanted to sort of put myself out there, meet new people, mm-hmm. and just build connections first before yeah. diving into school again. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think that's what like drove the 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 bus for you exactly yeah you were definitely sitting here like you were ref- you really reflected i just really mm-hmm. i realized how mature you are in your way you know Thank like you, you really reflected on something so young mm-hmm. and 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 you're like i need to figure out what my purpose is like people don't figure out their purpose exactly. until like 30 40 and usually by then it's kind of too late because they dedicated yeah. like 15 years to a job and i always am so vocal about the fact that I feel like college graduates envy the fact the people who decided to not go to college. Mm-hmm. One, because we have such a big debt on our backs the moment we graduate. That's, that's one. That's also one thing I remember. <laughs> that, that's one. But two, it's like we the time that you guys spent connecting and meeting people, we didn't have necessarily because we were on a campus. and The only people you kind of were exposed to was on that campus. Mm-hmm. You weren't exposed to beyond that. Exactly. You know, unless you went to school in New York, then you were internship, going to internships around the city. But... I definitely feel like for for people who decided to go to college, it's just like, I feel like we kind of lack that like street knowledge and that hunger when you're out there. We come out here and we just expect to go, you know, into the job of our dreams and then we're hit with reality. It's like you're probably going to be working at an administrative job or a receptionist job that Mm -hmm. someone, your coworker is working and she didn't even go to college for. And it's just like, I think we were hit with a reality that it's like, damn, we really fell in this social trap. So I feel like a lot of us kind of look at you guys like, 
damn, I can I wish I would have at least thought it through, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's that. I, I never have like a negative perspective on that because I feel like a lot of people sometimes feel like, oh, I didn't go to college, but I'm just also like, look at the look at the bright side of of that too, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I want to talk a little bit about another decision that you made that's like huge. (laughs) Caroline is a vegan, you guys. And let me stress that she is Dominican. (laughs) These two things do not, they don't correlate. They don't exist in the same sentence. Like this is something that's very strange. (laughs) Tell me a little bit about that decision to be a vegan and no longer consume how Dominicans consume pegni. Like like, how? (laughs) Well... Um, thankfully in today's society we have so many mock meats and we have so many alternatives yeah. that honestly if you're really dedicated to making this change in your life yeah. I don't think you can find space to miss out on anything because there's literally a replacement for anything yeah. that you're craving yeah. and obviously it's not always going to be the same exact texture the mm-hmm. same exact flavor right. but if you're dedicated to learning and like I said and changing your life exactly, yeah. you can find a way around it okay. and that's literally what I've done um, for me it started like I've dove into it in um, November of 2014. I remember it was Thanksgiving. Oh, and I had It was like, Thanksgiving and you made the thanks- decision? That's when I decided to tell my family because oh. I knew we were all going to be together and this was coming from like two weeks of me torturing myself with videos of the dairy industry, yeah. how meat is made, how these animals really get to my plate. Yeah. I went in. Ooh. I was like... And at that time, I was training dogs as well. So I had this connection to animals that I saw it way more than just an accessory. I right, right, right. A cow or yeah. a dog, like an accessory. Yeah. So what I did was that day I told my family, I'm like, so I've been looking into this lifestyle and I want to give it a shot. They were all like, yeah, okay. Oh my god. Just eat me for the last time today, then. <laughs> you know, one more time. You know, the family. Yeah. You know, we're together. Yeah. And after that, um, I really stuck to it. I'm not gonna lie. Like I did have my moments where I dug into the dairy here and there. Yeah. On trips or eating ice cream out with my friends or whatever. Yeah. But when it came to me, I've never eaten meat again. And I don't miss a part of it because I've learned so many different things. I eat foods now yeah. that I would have never even knew existed. And, and it probably tastes just as good. Just as good. I mean, I just started making this thing, um, oyster mushroom. And I shred it up like chicken. And yeah. I make it like, literally, like shredded chicken in a pastelito. And girl. Isn't that good? Watch when you come to my house again. Really? Yes, I'm going to put know, you on. Let me tell you. Tell you something. I've 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 realized that with people who decide to become vegans now, it's like a different type of um effort that goes into making your foods. Because before, it's like it's so easy to season a piece of meat and it's good, you know. Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like, do you feel like because you decided to make, you know, this decision to be a vegan, that now you've learned so much about your capability to even cook? Yes, definitely. Because, because before, I would just cook the basics, the yeah. white rice with the scrambled egg. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, I was okay at beans, but now that I know. It, like it's almost that I I learned the science to cooking because yeah. of veganism because um, of learning the textures. That's what I'm saying. I yeah. wanted to you know mock meat textures and have crunch here. Yeah. And have, it's it's crazy. I oh can't even. God. Sometimes I feel like I can't put it to words because if someone was to give it a shot and yeah. really dedicate themselves, like I said, yeah. and not feel so limited, yeah, it's a crazy world. And you know, to to, to kind of elaborate on the fact that it's like giving it a shot and all that, mm-hmm. you created a cooking course yes, where people can can come to you and pretty much learn all these recipes that you've mm-hmm. that you've made yourself. And to be honest, when I see the photos, I'm like, this shit looks beautiful. <laughs> it looks like it's so delicious. Much. You started like a cooking course 
That's for the people. Like, tell mm-hmm. me, tell me a little bit about that. So I started with workshops. The after-school program that I work with, yeah. they are so amazing, and they always give me the opportunities to host workshops for the that's families amazing. in our community. In our community, yeah, yeah. And that's basically where I started. I was like, you know what? If I started here, I'm gonna just start with my platform on Instagram yeah. or Facebook, whatever I want to go to. Yeah. And I did that. I started doing workshops in my own home, and I started inviting people, and I would cook because one thing I'm really big on also is teaching people how to stay away from things like adobos and those sofritos from the Girl, supermarket and things that are loaded with sodium because if you were to learn how to cook directly from plants yeah you can make these seasonings yourself and your food will come out 10 times better oh like my I promise gosh you. not only just flavor but yeah, for your health exactly that is so crazy because you just mentioned adobo and sofrito which is mm-hmm. like the biggest ingredient for the latino community exactly. for you to take that away from them <laughs> it's like it's almost a sin yeah and i'm not taking it away i'm just teaching you how to do it yourself oh Okay. You could call it adobo because yeah. it really is. Once you, if you look at the bottle, yeah. the ingredients are like three ingredients: it's salt, garlic, um, oregano, and turmeric. Yeah. So, and then it has that preservative, that chemical in it to make it last longer, and that's what's causing us, you know, potential health hazards. Or, and it's just loaded with salt, like I said. So, if you have those ingredients at home and you can make it yourself, yeah, it's so much better. Yeah, of course. And you take away the factor of possibly ingesting exactly. a, a, a chemical that's not beneficial to you exactly because to me honestly um i'm noticing that cancer is becoming like a, a regular thing now like i a remember growing up it's like you hear someone had cancer you're like oh my yeah. god oh my god nobody in my family has cancer yeah. i remember being able to say no one in my family has cancer. cancer now i can like literally put five people on the yeah list. and that to and me is like is so sad that shit really fucks with me because it's just like you it's becoming so normalized now that you're just like damn like you just gotta prepare mm-hmm. yourself for the fact that that might happen because this is like a real it's, it's happening to everyone yep and, and the it, thing oh sorry to yeah, yeah, yeah. we've been lied to for so long yeah. by these fake corporations through propaganda of yes products that have been good for us you yes know, from our toothpaste deodorant yes all these things i learned how to make the switch um, to more natural options because yeah. these things are potentially, like I said, health yeah. hazards. Uh, so your Instagram, you mm-hmm. you give the food stuff. Do you also do any like body products too? I haven't started to because honestly, I'm trying to learn how to manage my time. Yeah. I spend 12 hours at work and I, feel I really you. need to learn how to um, put my time into what I'm passionate about. Yes, yes. And I'm passionate about both. So yeah. I really want to learn how to balance that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but once I do, I'm definitely going to be more open to sharing all of the aspects of knowledge that I have because yeah. I think this information is important. And it especially is. because after my students graduate, mm-hmm. they tend to want to follow me on social media. And, and I, I do let them because I don't post anything that I feel should be. Um, well, it's inappropriate for them to exactly. follow. So I want to put things up like that so that they can see it and have access to it. Yeah. And, you know, kids now save posts and screenshots. Yeah, yeah. All these that we do too. So exactly. it helps. It really yeah, helps. that's a, that's one thing that I hate. We try to treat children like they're not like, like us at all. Oh, my like, God. They're more aware than we want to give them credit for. Definitely. And I hate that about, like, society, that they also try to shrink kids mm-hmm. and, and try to make them seem like there's a... They, there's no you know connection between you know an adult and a child exactly there's a, you know i love to feed their curiosity because yeah. and you were such a future. curious yes, kid exactly. so, so that- <laughs> I, oh my god that's why my students are they're equally obsessed with me as i am with them because yeah. i literally feed their curiosity yeah. and i expose them to things that i feel they should know mm-hmm. um and i do it in a way that is respectful and realistically mm-hmm. um just good for them right and and so kind of going into that so you like so you have your your 
um, Instagram where you you discuss your passions and mm -hmm. everything you're doing and professionally like we'll say you know what you get paid to do mm -hmm. you work with children yes so how was how was that like how did that even because I know you mentioned because we went to high school yeah. you know through school you realized you wanted to educate others exactly. so you really went ahead and like got your hands dirty and how mm -hmm. long have you been you've been a part of this program so I've been working as a power professional with the yeah. Department of Education yeah. for five years now yeah um, and that's really good because I work with students who have like an individual education plan yeah and so um, that is so I awesome yeah I'd like to, and I've always since I was little said I wanted to work with students who need more help I yeah. always wanted to do that yeah. so the fact that I didn't do it through college also shows me that when you really want something in life all you gotta do is ask for it and picture yourself there already so Ooh. I did that I manifested that and I'm doing what I want what I've always dreamed of doing girl um, it's beautiful that gave me chills because <laughs> that, I love to have living proof of people to come on here and like really I think people don't think it's it's true mm -hmm. that you can really manifest something that you, you want yes, if you, you really can. but the thing is that I think people I don't know if you ever heard of the secret but mm -hmm. people think that they just think about it it's gonna happen like you really no. have you have to feel that exactly. shit so deep so deep I always give people the example have you ever said to yourself I wanna get this kind of car and all of a sudden you see that car everywhere everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. and that to me if you really were to think about it I feel like that's the universe reminding you this car already exists here for you all mm -hmm. you have to do is do what you gotta do to get it you know what Ooh. I'm saying like look at it's here for you I'm reminding you Ooh. there it is there it is you just gotta how bad do you want it you oh, know what I'm saying that's how I see manifestation instead of just like you said thinking about it yeah and feeling like it's gonna pop up yeah yeah it'll pop up you'll see yeah. it everywhere but, but it's a nudge from, oh, the, from exactly. the universe you like, gotta put work you gotta put in work yeah. and that's the biggest problem I feel like especially with the youth today I think people like things so instant and mm -hmm. easy that they're just like I mean you know it'll just happen it's like you know I, I feel like this sense of discipline for things is kind of decreasing as the new age people come in I feel like they're there, there's something happening here with the accessibility to things that now that drive isn't necessarily there I and agree. sometimes I feel like it's like a social thing that they're you know this is being put on to us mm -hmm. it's like they want us to become less involved so they can continue to do whatever they're doing definitely but that's just me personally I you, girl <laughs> we are easily distracted exactly by anything, anything. So. so that's why I'm like all right. that's real yeah so I definitely want people to like notice mm -hmm. and just continue to like believe in your in your dreams no matter like how big or small that might be because exactly. I think a lot of times people try to compare you know their dreams to someone else's your dream might really honestly be to help little kids or to educate people exactly. and it's not to be like a big celebrity while like someone else might be like oh i want to be big mm -hmm. i want to you know so you're happy just impacting Definitely. you know the little the, the group of kids that you get access to mm -hmm. so i think like a lot that that's another thing too i think people are trying to compare because we also live in a comparison yeah. time i did that for so long in yeah. my life that I, that's also one thing that i learned how to just stop doing yeah. and i catch myself sometimes comparing myself yeah. Whether it's to my coworkers or even if it's like a bulletin board I did and comparing, yeah. you know, we have this natural in us. Yeah, yeah. But it is a bad habit. It is a bad like, habit. It can like really put us ten steps back, back instead of forward. And that, mm -hmm. that, I really wish there was um more examples that say like you out here where it's like you teach people really like if you focus on what it is for you then you'll honestly be happier versus exactly. like this idea of who you want to be mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so i mean to be honest you're just someone who's just like like really such a giving person Thank from so from like the you dedicating yourself to the children mm -hmm. from you like caring so much about a dog so young <laughs> because you, you you saw it as a life and it wasn't an accessory mm -hmm. from you to 
you know, deciding to transform, you know, what you eat and then turning around and like and, and giving it back. That's honestly those are all traits of a leader. Thank I really you so feel honestly much. like you're you're someone who 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 wants to give out what you have. You don't want to just be selfish Thank and hold God. it in. So tell me a little bit about how you're filling everyone else's glass. How do you fill your own glass? Because they always say you can't fill someone else of yours. Yes. But what do you do to make sure you check in and you're good? So what I do is I've been writing journals okay. since people, little. Yeah, people highly recommend yes, that. Highly, highly recommend. Yeah. I write to myself every single day. Oh um, and I also write to myself. I don't know if you've ever heard of a bullet journal. No. Um, so basically, it's a notebook with dots, and you fill in the dots in whatever shape that you want, and you create charts of anything that you want a graphic organizer little bubbles I um, I'm big on lettering and things like that I love writing yeah so that's really how I check in with myself I make charts about my life like um, I'll show you an example yes what I need to buy what I need to do oh my gosh guys she got a whole this is, not a, this is not a joke, guys. <laughs> she really got her, her book. So this is an example. Um, oh, my God. And this is not my bullet journal. This is just like a small to-do, but the things I need to buy, I'll make it like this. Yes. And I'll categorize it with myself, my room, pink, my yeah. house, oh my cards gosh. I need to replace. And writing is the way I check in with myself. That is Through really... Writing, I feel wow. like I'm saving my own life. You are no, mm-hmm. honestly, because not only does it, you know, keep you organized, but it yeah. holds you accountable to something. Exactly. I feel like wow. writing is a way where you really connect with yourself. And every time that I write something and I don't fulfill it, I feel like I'm lying to myself. Wow. So it's just a way to like, did I did I check that box? Did I, yes. I put boxes on everything yes. so it reminds me. And I don't lie to myself. If I didn't fulfill it, I don't check the box. Oh my gosh! Because that's yeah. another thing we we want to keep facades exactly. even with ourselves. Like, yeah. You can't. You can fool the world. Long. Yeah, exactly, and that's what yeah. I realized too. When you do something long enough, like I said, you know, you've you've ch- transformed your life. You, mm-hmm. you change your perspectives on things because you realize things didn't serve you or benefit you anymore. Exactly. That is so dope and smart. Like Thank I'm you. looking at it like, no, I need to apply that <laughs> yes, to my own life. Because honestly, I'm also someone that feels like I'm very giving to others, and mm-hmm. then sometimes I feel a little drained after that. And I know there's a lot of people out there like that. So I'm mm-hmm. like, what do you necessarily do? that you know helps you to refill your glass exactly. so you can continue to give it out to the world because you're very important you're mm-hmm. a leader so leaders need to make sure that they're good yeah so they can come out and lead and i noticed that even when i'm um trying to give back to myself it's also in a way where i'm combining that with also giving back to somebody because, yeah, because even with the things that i buy for myself yeah now i have this um this kind of lifestyle where i go with my dollar and so even the soap that i use comes mm. from a girl that i know on instagram and so I try to make sure that what I get for myself is either helping somebody or going back to a small business or somebody that I can check in with and say, hey, are you okay? Are you doing good? You know, things like that. I I like to spend my money locally. It's very important to me. That is something I wish people would do more Mm -hmm. often because I think we put so much faith on on what's known that we're we're afraid to tiptoe with the unknown. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you you heard, but there's like a bank that's like a black-owned bank and people are trying to get people like, Hey, invest in this bank. I think I've seen you like that? I've heard about it, but I yeah. haven't seen like yeah the actual much, yeah yeah. But because you know it's it doesn't have that magnitude of an Got effect. It. People mm-hmm. are like a little bit skeptical, especially when it comes to money. People are a little skeptical. But I feel like yes, if you give back to things that are you know for you, made exactly. by the people like you, you know you're yeah. you're not only you know getting your merchandise or whatever it is, but you're also investing into someone else who's just like you. Exactly, and I, I wish, believe that. Yeah. I'm so happy you mentioned that because I really I also feel like that's something that people need to do as well 
girl, listen, this this this, this conversation is so amazing. Um, I always end the podcast with like a pageant question, which okay. I like to say it's like kind of like you know you weren't expecting it, and you kind of just you know off the top how you okay. respond to it. Um, so pretty much for you, I have this question. It kind of ties into everything we've been talking about. But okay. so society has all these expectations of us, these standards um, for people, and usually these standards don't necessarily benefit us when we unpack exactly what they are expecting of us. Um, what are three social constructs? that you feel require most attention and fixing to really allow people to live a more fulfilling life? Mm, so obviously because of what I love, um, I think that food justice is one of them. Yeah. I think that food justice is really important for yeah. everybody to have the knowledge of food justice because especially in our society where foods are becoming a trend as well, you know, mm -hmm. the little name, we want to chop cheese, we want to yeah. this thing. So yes. we need to learn that we need to eat for nutritional value and not right. just for the trend of it exactly. and the hashtag exactly. and the tag. So I think that would be my number one. Um, number two would be gender roles uh -huh. i think that to me gender roles are important because um all my life i was confused about my identity because i have a very masculine energy but i do have a feminine as well Ooh, and I so with that. it didn't confuse me in sexuality but yeah. it did confuse me in the way i dressed and what i felt comfortable doing in yeah. my friendships yeah. so i think that if people were to learn and diminish certain ideas about gender roles yeah. we could accept people's personalities a little more easier yeah and then my last one would be um body positive movements okay. because i i i'm a chubby girl yeah you know and i've never felt like i needed a goal to lose weight my grandmother will always reassure me telling me that i'm beautiful the way yeah. i am you know she would pick out clothes that was cute for me and i still do that for myself yeah. and so if girls and boys find a space to accept themselves and realize that their body is meant to be the way that it is yes. unless they're abusing themselves of course then i think that we should you know have platforms where people feel more accepted that is that so those three things were absolutely amazing <laughs> thank you and so i'm so much. happy that you mentioned the last one with the when you mentioned boys and girls the yeah. body positive because i've been realizing that men i don't feel like men honestly get enough attention for of their course. issues that they face let's say being overweight you know mm -hmm. like i think they go through a lot too and we don't yeah. really focus on them at all so i was blinded by it for a while too until I noticed that I have students, male students, yeah. who are overweight, yeah. um, or ideas. I mean, society's idea of overweight. Yes. Somebody, some people are built that way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. when I look at the woman in my life, my great grandmother, my mother, my we're built this way. Yeah. So uh, call it overweight or call we just have big arms, and yeah. big legs, and you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um. So back to what I was saying, yeah. I noticed that a lot of my students are insecure. They mm -hmm. are. They feel some type of way about their bodies, and especially yeah. when somebody mentions. They like, oh, you're, you're fat. You're yeah, yeah. So it really taught me that it's not only just for girls. Body positive is not only just for girls. It yeah. should be for men. It should be for boys. Everybody. It should be for anybody who feels yeah. that they are insecure about right. the way your body should be. Because especially if you don't have any representation of you exactly. on the media, mm -hmm. you know, and that's not, you're not ever talked about, you know, you just kind of, you're just this outlier. Exactly. So that's really dope that you mentioned that too. I definitely feel like people need to focus on that more. It's been a pleasure to Thank have you, you. so much you're so, so amazing <laughs> guys Thank i'm gonna you. drop all her info for the cooking um instagram that she has go follow her make sure you stay on top of that stuff if you want to change your life in that way um she's gonna be doing a whole bunch of stuff hopefully she also tells about some products for the body yes, because that's a, a personal thing that i'm like yeah. i'm trying to educate what's a good deodorant or whatever <laughs> 
but it's been a pleasure thank you so much for thank being here you. today thank you so much bye guys thank you so much for tuning in i hope you walked away from this podcast feeling more enlightened more connected and just more empowered it is my mission to create a platform where people can create connection through conversation I thank you so much for taking time to listen to today's podcast. And I do ask you to share it with anyone that you feel can benefit from a little vitamins for breakfast.